Late night television. Late night television. Now, is this late night programming or is this television? A television. I meant programming. That, okay. Yeah. Not television. Let's watch late at night. Uh, you, you, we can talk about that. But I, did, I didn't mean DVR I didn't on mean demand what you watch streaming. Late, right. Yeah. I didn't mean what do you watch late at night. What sure. I meant is late night. Well, and, and but in part though, it, it's just because of the technology uh, and, and shifting culture and ever, everything else and viewing habits that it late night ch- uh, programming used to be like it's a, 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 a whole niche genre or not niche it used to be its whole genre that was very specialized and kind of had i think uh outsized importance in our culture right your your, yeah. your tonight show uh your late show um you know your your all, all of that and there was like you know there's a whole hbo drama uh made uh based on the behind the scenes uh, machinations between yeah. uh leno and letterman leno and letterman which was a really fascinating uh uh and that's and that was or just a, um, it was like an HBO movie. That's I think it was an HBO movie. Um, and so it's and it's always you know it, it, it's it's captured uh, I think the attention of a lot of people in media more mm, in, a, in a way. So there are a lot of like journalists and writers and cultural uh, like writers and observers who like to chronicle it. Um, and I think it it has an outsized importance to comedians. Um, okay. Uh, in a way that it that it, it might not have as much of an importance to the broader culture itself in a in a weird way, in an interesting way. Well, I don't I don't know about importance, but I do I do think it takes up a lot of mental real estate. You know, everybody seems to have an opinion about. Um, well, originally it was you know Leno and Letterman or the Tonight Show or whatever. People people know these things more than they know about a lot of. Um, let's put it this way. For, for any random group of people, I would argue that they are more likely to know um, Colbert than they are to know the equivalent sitcom that's playing right now. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Um, so pick a sitcom. Like Two Broke Girls. I right. bet more people know, No, more people watch Two Broke Girls than watch that's, Colbert. That's not what I said. I said if you asked... This is a good example. This is, this is, this is exactly what, I'm, what I have in mind. If you'd picked a random group of people, and I didn't say, Did, do you watch these things? It's more like, have you heard of these things? So this is more about like, what's the, what's the mind share in the, in the, in sort of, uh, in the public? So somebody who doesn't watch Colbert has heard of Colbert. Somebody who doesn't watch Jimmy Fallon or The Tonight Show or Conan, whatever, pick, pick any, pick whatever these, pick whichever one that makes sense. And you said, have you heard of uh, Colbert? They'd say yes or no. And then you ask the same group, have you heard of Two Broke Girls? And I would argue that if you could if you could find a, a late night and a sitcom version where like the viewership was exactly the same, um, more people will have heard of late night. I think it has more like cultural mind share. Why is that? I don't know. I mean, is it, is it, yeah, because I mean, it's, is, is, it, it, is it that they go on longer? Like late night shows tend to go on year after year after year, whereas sitcoms, you have know, it like a, at best sit- a nine uh, nine year lifespan. At best, I mean, more likely, you know, many of them it's it's one year. The ones that are successful, it can be three, four, or five years. The some of the best of the best is six years, seven years. Yeah, or maybe it's also there are, um, you know, how many sitcoms, uh, in, on the weekly schedule. So and, that's and my, that was my other thought is that it's just a, a numbers. How many sitcoms it's are capper. there? It's the capper. There's a two the, digit number of sitcoms. There's a one digit number of late night shows. Uh, there might be a low two digit number of late night shows. Can we count them? Let's try to count them. 
Well, I mean, and, and okay, let's go. Right, so let's just start with the, tonight show. Tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Uh, the what's the later uh, show? Oh, like Seth Meyers. Late night with yeah, Seth, Seth, Seth Meyers. Okay. Is there Carson Daly still the late night one after Doesn't that? Doesn't count. Um, and then there is Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yep. And then there is Colbert. Yep. Report late show with Stephen it's Colbert. Not the Colbert anymore. It's late yeah, show. It's with late, late, late show with uh, Stephen Colbert. And then there is the one after that with uh, what's his name. Um, uh, ooh, or uh, that British guy. Yeah. He was in that Meryl Streep movie. Um, <laughs> the British guy. The British guy. He was at the wedding of the James Corden. James Corden. Right. Okay. Um, and then there is uh, Trevor Noah, Daily Show. Wait, do you count that? Yeah, that's a late night. That's a, that is in this genre. Yeah, when they do a monologue yeah. followed by a, a guest. Yeah, when, there, when, when, when. They don't do more than one no, guest. No, when, when, you know. Vanity Fair does their big photo of all the late night hosts. That okay. It's, and, it, and there's no women at the time. Uh, you know, it's. It, I, I'll say it, it's on the bubble, it, but uh, we'll count it. There's Conan. Uh, there's Conan, um, and then there is Samantha B, um, which is in that. It's in the genre. It's that's what it's. Yeah, but now we're getting in. Now we're getting outside. And of then like, there's like Patriot Report with Hassan. No. Yeah, you know, like no. that's And then See, well, that, uh, now okay. We're, now we're outside the bubble. All right. Then what? Our Chelsea Handler. Does that no? Why? Well, okay. Because it's streaming. Because it's Netflix. What? No. I think to some degree, it, it's. Um, th- then there's Bill Maher. I mean, it's Bill Maher. I think that right. So these weekly so, shows. So no, I I so so we made the mistake of not defining our terms. Okay, so we're up to seven just for the count um, of the like network. So for me, are you well, saying network? Well, I'm not. Conan's not a network, I mean, but I still TBS, think it TBS is a. For me, it's more about the format. Okay. It's more about the traditional, like, how far does it stray from the Johnny Carson format, right? Because he's sort of the... Um, well, why, do, why, why is that format, too? It's... Uh, well, it's just, a, it's just an evolution, and then Carson yeah. sort of um, was, the, was, it, the, was the, the, the son that, like, compacted it all together and created fusion, you know? It's like, yeah. before that, you had, the, all, you had all, the, all his predecessors, right? It's not like Carson was the first one. He was just the, he was just the first one to dominate, yeah. He was the first one to come along and like be the be the monopoly, so to speak. Uh, and and that cemented that format for 30 years that cemented the format in pop culture. So that's why we're still doing the format. That's why the host still wears a suit and sits behind a desk and you know. Right, but it took it took Stephen Colbert uh, several months to actually start doing a monologue because he, he wasn't used to, he was he had, he had an improv background, he didn't have a uh, stand-up right. uh, background. And then yeah. Seth Meyers for example, Used to do it standing up, and then was like, you know what? I want to sit down. Yeah. So he does, so he does his as a desk piece. Um, so it's interesting. Is how much? So my viewing habits of these have have evolved uh, over my life, um, but it's also I think they've tracked with the kind of broader cultural and technological changes in viewing habits. Um, but how much? How many of these shows do you actively watch, and how do you watch them? I I don't actively watch any of them. I used to. And have gone in 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 phases of, of of watching, quote unquote, actively watching some of the other ones. It used to be that we would TiVo, um, you know, back when um, Craig Ferguson was on, we would TiVo him because I, I liked his interviews. Um, and so I would watch them in the e- like when I was younger before TiVos existed. I don't, we didn't really watch them that often. It was just sort of like opportunistic. I didn't stay up to watch them. Hmm. Then we had a TiVo and we could kind of, you know, you could watch them when we wanted to. And that was great. And now I watch clips. I watch clips when somebody I know posts on Instagram that they were on <laughs> Colbert. 
You know what I mean? Somebody that you follow. Somebody that I follow, follow right. Yeah. It's, I'm more likely to watch the clip based on, yeah. not somebody I know. Yeah, not somebody you know personally. You know, me and my friend, you know, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Uh, but if Tom Hanks posts on Instagram, um, I'm on Colbert, then I might watch that but clip. But you follow Tom Hanks on Instagram? No, that's just a convenient example. Okay. Um, anyway, so I watch it in clips. I, I'm, I am the, you know, I, I, watch, I, watch, I, follow, I pull up the YouTube clip of whatever the thing is. Yeah. Um, and then if I'm watching a YouTube clip of John Mulaney, I might watch all the other late night John Mulaney clips because yeah. YouTube will have those all recommended in the sidebar. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So I, and so I, uh, really, I used to watch Letterman, uh, you know, pretty decently regularly. He yeah. was like my, my touchstone. Um, I've always liked Conan, but I don't think I've watched him that much. But I mm. always, in college, we watched Conan. Yeah, I think I watched him all a lot the time in, in, in college a lot. That's too. what it. That's the first time I watched anything, relig- I don't want to say religiously, but regularly. Yeah, is um, we would watch Conan and and just you know whatever. That's what we did. Um, and I I have I mean I I would watch, um, Leno a little bit, but I've just never. I mean, and Leno's a he's a he's a good workhorse comedian. You know, like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. But he uh, and I, I I guess I I respect uh, Leno in a way that I think some people don't respect him. But I respect what he's doing. It just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you uh, just didn't love his style. Yeah, but but Dave Letterman was just like the he was the the ultimate. To me, hmm. he was—he was, he was really? just like. Well, yes, what about him? Just his sensibility and hmm. his, his. I always found him intimidating. Oh sure, I—I I don't think he's warm or personable. Like, but I think I found him. He had wisdom. I felt like that, hmm. uh, and uh, that I, that I that I just I really found admired. him hard to watch. To be perfectly honest, like, really, yeah. I some of my first memories were uh, every year we would have this family reunion, and it would be at a, you know, somewhere in the Ozarks. And as a side effect, I would have older cousins. So I'm like, imagine I'm, I don't know, 10 or 11, too young to watch this at home, really. My parents didn't watch it. I never watched it. But my older cousins who were in their teens and college years, uh, when it, you know, we'd be staying up late and be like, oh, I want to stay up and watch Letterman. My parents would let me do that because, you know, it's, it's vacation. And so that was my first experience, like staying up late with my uncle or my cousins uh, in their like motel room, hmm. um, turning on Letterman. And I loved that because it was like, and it's, you know, and, and it was perfect for that environment because it was like, you know, it's, it's sort of, um, I was gonna say off the clock where it's like, you know, it's a little bit of a different schedule. It's this new and weird and different thing. And that fits with Letterman and his show. His show is, is a little bit of a oddball thing, right? This would have been in the, in the nineties as well. And yet even then, like I found it hard to follow. Like what, like what is happening here? Like, it's funny. They seem to like it. But even as I grew up, I always I always just found him. Um, I appreciate him more than I found him funny. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but you found so for you, uh, if you're ranking them, uh, it'd be it, for your personal taste, it'd be Conan number one, mm-hmm. Letterman number two. Well, no, because what's funny is as much as I or want Ferguson to like, was Craig Ferguson. I don't know How, who am I ranking. What's the collection that I'm ranking here? Uh, of all time, your all time list of late <laughs> night. Uh, so I never watched Carson. He's before my time. Yeah, I don't, me neither. I don't have any personal... I, um, clips. I've seen clips of him. Right. Yeah. And by all accounts, he's good. But every clip I see of his feels like it's of an era before my era. Yeah. It's of, a, it's of the past. It might as well be black and white film. Um, sure. It's in some way, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard for me to rank them. It's almost like ranking ice cream flavors. It's like, well, I can tell you which ones I like. But that doesn't mean they're objectively better or worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I look at... 
it's kind of like what you said. Like, uh, <laughs> you can appreciate Leno even if he's not your style, right? And it's, so it's like if you want a show that's you know more um, experimental, Letterman's your guy. If you want um, broad, crowd pleasing humor, Leno's your guy. You know, if you want something that is like, um, I feel like, for example, that there's a connection between Letterman and Conan. I feel like there's a sort of genetic strain there. Yeah. Or it's like, um, and I feel like there's a there's a similar genetic strain to uh, Jimmy Fallon, between Leno and Jimmy Fallon, right? Where it's kind of like the broad crowd pleaser. Yeah. Um, and, yep. Jimmy Fallon, get, getting back to like fake emotions and fake laughing. Like oh, Jimmy wow. Fallon's ability yes. to laugh yes. at things that are not funny. Yes astounds me it's it's deep yeah and sometimes it's like i almost feel like i like i watch a clip of somebody who's who's being funny they're 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 a funny person i like this person they're being funny but the appropriate reaction is a seven and jimmy's giving him a 10 right and it's it's just and i know i'm sure it's a reflex because when the appropriate reaction is a two he still has to give him like a six yeah and it's like so he's always like he's always got the amp turned up a little too high. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like when it's good, it's like, dude, just like dial it back. This is this is a good guest. You don't need to, you don't need to fill in the gap for all the rest of us. No, I I I find him. Uh, I think he's talented. I'm not. I don't want to, you know, besmirk him uh, and think that's a cheap shot in a way. But uh, I find him hard to watch. I, I can't. I don't like watching him. You watch. You find out. Yeah. I I even clips. I can't. I just can't. It's. Uh, he, you know, he, but he, it, ironically, though, he, I, I, I get why people see him as likable. I, I think yeah. he is likable, but I just don't want to watch him. But you just don't like him. Yeah. Um, but, but the one who I, I actually regularly watch, not every night, I watch it on demand, uh, at like the next, usually the next morning I'll watch mm-hmm. for a little bit, is Stephen Colbert. Right. I watch a late show with Stephen Colbert. And I, I think he's very talented, and I think he has smart writers and i think it's just really succinct now i mm. i've now recently have begun listening to the podcast version the audio version of a couple other shows hmm. uh like what I well i listen to you could do uh yeah i listen to uh, the um uh, trevor noah i listen to the daily show podcast edition uh which and is, is that just a recording of the show just the audio version of the that's show that's interesting does yeah. it work it works it works largely well i mean sometimes there's like obviously visual gags of right like, of puns they're doing on uh, what, they're what a weird thing can you imagine going back and telling john stewart uh 15 years ago what if you took this show and took just the audio and people would choose to consume that instead of watching it well and he would say what are you talking about right well, it, that's I, not a thing i'm choosing consume that's half a sandwich i'm choosing to consume it just based on the nature of how i live my life no i like i i, 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 I don't i'm I don't, not arguing with that i don't like going to youtube <laughs> I've just what are you talking about YouTube's like a weird. It's like a weird product that has these ads. It always has those bars or those other things that I'm trying to click to close because yeah. I just want to see the fucking. I just want to see the screen. Right. Like, just can, want, why? 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 Why are all these bugs splattered and, and on my like, windshield? And subscribe to this thing, and uh-huh. the, and like, and I try to close them, and then that takes up time, and so I just want to press play and watch something. That's and right. I hate how you, I hate the YouTube doesn't allow. It. So I hate the user experience of YouTube. I I really do. I despise the user experience Be, entirely of YouTube. because of those 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 not entirely things. a lot of other things and uh-huh. all the autoplay and all this other stuff and and the ads that you have to watch and this it's just it's I'm like oh so I don't want to go watch clips right. Um, and I will begrudgingly watch clips if I need to, or someone or forces you to watch if a clip. I ha- yeah, I props uh, your eyelids and I, open and sits you in front of a t- right computer playing YouTube. Um, but so, and I, 
we, 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 I have Apple TV now, but we don't have a DVR. And so I don't watch thing. I don't record things anymore. So I have to watch things that are. You like, used to though. We, I used to. Until when? Uh, when we, like uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago oh, when we moved. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. For some, for some reason I thought you had a, Whatever. When we moved, we canceled cable. Okay. So now and you just have an Apple TV. Now we have Apple TV. Well, we have the DirecTV. So we do have live TV streaming. Oh, okay. And I think there is a way to record it, uh, but it's not the DirecTV like, app on Apple TV. isn't okay. that intuitive. Okay. Um, uh, and it's actually a little bit uh, fidgety, but it works largely well. Hmm. Um, anyway, so I, so I used to watch religiously every night or at the next morning. Uh, or the next evening, I'd watch uh, uh, Stephen Colbert. Uh, I'd watch uh, Colbert Report and um, Daily, Daily Show, yeah. like always. Like that, that, those were like and, uh, in in the John Stewart era. in the John Stewart era. I was watching, and then it's and I I like Trevor Noah uh, a lot, and I, I think he's. He, and, but I just it hasn't become it's destination. A, it's a different appointment. show. If it's a different show, and it also feels like a, like a in micro a, generation be, uh, below me that I'm like, oh, I'm I I feel like a little bit too old for this now. I uh, feel like yeah, I get that. It's also there's a political generation, a political shift. Yes, John Stewart um, made sense for the Bush era. Yes, and was was perfect for the Bush era, and then made sense in the Obama era. Um, but it makes sense to me, or it feels appropriate that he retired before Trump. Yeah, because I feel like if he got to Trump, all he would have is everything he said about Bush dialed up. Right, because there's cause, nothing more for him to do and say. Because he and, and what what I liked about uh, what John Stewart was doing during the Bush era was kind of just packaging it all and all the outrage and the ludicrousy. And and, and he, I remember the uh, Daily Show producers. Uh, I remember reading a profile of one of them who was like just the the video producer mm. who who recorded a whole bunch of. This was like back in 2004 when this wasn't common practice which was hard to do they would just record a lot of tv right. and keep the tapes right and they had a really extensive archive system I, so they could pull up yes. like bush saying one thing and then going back four years previous and him saying the apps uh, you know complete opposite right. or whatever right and or cheney a, or this or, i read about the technical background of this because like you said this is before you know solutions now now tons of um uh, shows and organizations do this just as a matter of practice. They just record it all and have it have their own and tag it stuff, and, and, all and have it all tagged. And but they had to like, um, I don't want to say invent the system, but like you know build this up and then they get the transcripts and then like you basically take the transcript which can be searched you know with a keyword search and then that can, that can help you go find the episode. Right. Uh, but that was a new thing. Yeah. And so th so that was, I think that was part of their innovation and part of their format and part of their success and genius. I think was in kind of bringing together and packaging um, in, in, in a very clear and funny way, here's how these, uh, here's how these guys are lying to you. Mm -hmm. here, here's how they are acting in bad faith. And, and they did it in a way that was much more powerful and I think much more effective than, um, if you will, a straight news show. So they weren't, they weren't necessarily, it wasn't, they weren't dealing in facts necessarily, they were dealing in truth, but truth in a really powerful way because they were kind of putting together. They didn't say, here's what happened today. They're actually putting in context. Whereas I think a, like a straight uh, evening newscast on a typical broadcast network would just show, say, here's what happened today. Right, without the context. Yeah. Hmm. The reason I don't watch more late night programming and I choose to consume uh, podcasts uh, on it is because I'm, I'm, I don't like watching like video like that on my phone 
Um, and yeah, who likes to watch it on their phone? And I'm not going to watch it at work on my computer. It's just right. not. I, that's a. That's so don't you watch it on your at home on your TV? No. So I, I watch it at home. I don't want to be watching it on YouTube clips and all that. Yeah. So but don't you watch but, like the Colbert on the CBS app or yeah? That's Jimmy why Jimmy Fallon on the I, NBC app. No, I watch Colbert on the CBS app, but I don't watch. I'm not gonna. I don't want to watch Fallon. Okay. But like Seth Meyers, I would watch, but that's just a whole like I have enough things to watch already, <laughs> right? So that, and yeah. Conan, I would watch uh, actually. And we used to watch Samantha Bee and record her and. Mm-hmm. Now, because we moved, I don't have DVR. I don't know how to record her, and I don't want to do deal with and the whole other. And she's on the TBS app, TBS app I probably. Guess. I yeah, probably. But who wants to do deal with a whole other? I don't know. That's just a whole other thing. Yeah. So it's more about access and and seamless uh, accessing that content. Yes. And there's other things that I, I I yeah I would do it, but it takes maybe one more step than I'm willing to do when I have plenty of other content that I'm still behind on. Right. Um. And so if I can get. Uh, a couple of these thing, these shows on a podcast that I'm on the move and I can do it when I'm walking and out and about. I'll, I'll do that. I'll consume that content that way. Hmm. Okay, next topic. 